morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Thursday. Hope everyone is having a fabulous morning so far. Jackie and I here to deliver everything you need to know. Lots going on in the world today. We have all you need to know about Naya Rivera. There's so much going on. Really very devastating story, which we will get into. Very sad news to wake up to. We will talk about it. Um, a lot is going on today. I feel like I'm finally getting my looks back together. Yes, she's wearing a look, not a look, a look. But also it's like my hair, my makeup, just everything has been out of sorts. Now, by the way, something crazy has been happening this week. Like, I've been looking better than you and that never happens. Like, wow. Because I've been putting in so much effort. Like, you know, after this week is over, like, I'm done putting in effort. No, I've been putting in effort too, but I just like couldn't get into my bathroom, my hairspray, my curling iron. So like, I've just been a mess. I think today I, I tried to figure it out as best I could. You look fabulous. Oh, thank you so much. I am wearing um, Lady Gang Express. This is the cutest romper ever. I'm so excited that they sent it to me. I'm never going to take it off. It's so cute. I got a box too. I did not get that romper. And I saw Becca Tilly wearing it. And I'm like, oh my God, she got this romper. And then you got it too. I guess like one half of every podcasting duo has to have it. Right. Tanya probably didn't get it. Right. I'm literally but about you're to the order Tanya it. Because you're both born in July. I'm such a Tanya. Oh, well, speaking of born in July, my birthday is weirdly tomorrow. Weirdly. And I haven't spoken about it because it's so depressing. Like I don't even want to acknowledge it. One, because it's one thing to like get older and have to change your birthday. But at least you get like a party in exchange. Like there's, there's a deal. There's a barter happening on birthdays. Like, all right, I'll get older, but let me black out with my friends. I don't get that. I'm just getting older. Well, and you've it's, got gifts. You'll get gifts. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, material items have really never been of importance to me. I'm much more about experiences. And I say that as a joke, but I really do mean that. Like, I'm much more experiential than I am materialistic. And I don't get that this year. Just like, for the record, material items mean everything to me. No, that's why we're, we're so perfect. But I will, I will say that in this pandemic, like, they mean less and less. Yep. To the point of, they mean almost nothing to yep. me. Like, at it's just, it's over. The party's over. No, pandemics change people. Yeah, they do. I've definitely been changed in that way. Speaking of pandemics changing people, the pandemic has really taken a hit on the morning toast because we announced yesterday, but in case you didn't see, we are, we made the decision to cancel Camp Toast. It had originally been postponed from May to September. I think we thought September we would be totally in the clear, but now that September is upon us, we are not in the clear. And we just didn't feel right about having people travel from different parts of the country. Yeah. And with no way to really ensure that we could do everything properly and correctly. So we decided to cancel camp. Um, the campers already know. They've got their emails. But if you're a camper and you didn't know. Right. Um, you will I'm, be getting a full so refund sorry. from Eventbrite. We are yeah. so sorry. Um, but it is what it is. I think that was the best decision. Like, I feel, yeah. I feel good about it, even though I'm obviously sad that there will be no camp this year. Um, I feel like it's the right thing to do. A hundred percent. For all the campers and the counselors. Counselors are important, too. Of course they are. So if you are a camper, we're going to miss you. And if you are a camper and you didn't see the email, here you go. Here's your email. Or, or you're not in the Facebook group. Right. Here's your post. Um, yeah, so that was sad. But again, right decision. Yeah, I agree. So things are just happening things are happening we have fast five and we have real housewives of beverly hills which was so finally exciting. back it was back it did take me like two hours to get through i'm not gonna lie maybe Same. i was just distracted or it was a bad episode i can't tell anymore i have a theory which i will talk about at the tv recap because last night's episode was definitely strange oh okay good i'm glad that i'm not the only one who felt that way yeah. okay um before we get into the fast five stories there's something that Claude and i want to talk about uh because earlier this week a uh, football player on the eagles Deshaun jackson posted some very anti-semitic remarks on his Instagram we had decided like yesterday that we weren't or we didn't even talk about it but we I just felt like we weren't going to talk about it because people like to complain that we only talk about issues when they pertain to us and so that's a criticism that I recognize so we weren't going to talk about it but then yesterday it dawned on me that um if we don't talk about it like 
really no one else is talking about it. Honestly, I was okay yesterday not addressing it because I'm like, you know, let the media handle it. Like they handle it with with all these types of situations. Like I felt comfortable just like letting it slide because we don't really talk about stuff like this on our show, even though we are, you know, in the last couple of weeks trying to leverage the platform for more, you know, social justice issues. Um, But just seeing that, like, literally nobody's talking about this, like, it gave me a pit. And Jewish guilt is real. And we have so many Jewish followers, and we are so proudly Jewish that it seemed a little strange of us not to address it. And And I feel like we're some of really the most influential young Jewish voices. Um, And I was looking at other people on my Instagram, because recently my Instagram timeline is just a flood of of activism, you know? And there's nothing. I think I can... I have a few people who I follow who are Jewish who posted it. Very few. Not one non, non-Jewish person that I follow. And it's really concerning that no one is talking about it. Deshaun has apologized. And um, I, I felt his video to be very sincere. By the way, so and, did I. And I honestly, at this point, I'm, I'm ready to forgive him and move on. I feel like a lot of people are speaking out to let him know. Like Julian Edmond posted a video why what he said was so wrong. And, and I do believe that he gets it. And I'm ready to forgive him. But what concerns me is the fact that no one really seems to care Mm -hmm. that anti-Semitism just sort of gets this pass when it's like one of the longest, oldest forms of hatred Hatred. in the book. And like, if you saw what Deshaun had posted... Well, so can we break it up? And there's, to me, I totally agree. There's two things going on. There's the incident and then there's the outcry. Right. And to me, it's like, I have... and maybe this is just me being so naive, but I take a very gracious standpoint on, on cancel culture. Do I think Deshaun Jackson should be fired, canceled? No. no, I really, I genuinely don't. And maybe I'm just being so naive, but like I can really see this as someone who is completely uneducated in the subject. And I know it sounds so crazy, like you're posting a Hitler quote. Like it sounds so crazy, but you know what? It's like to us, it's insane. We grew up very Jewish. We grew up where the Holocaust, you learn it in every subject. It's a subject of every fucking dinner. All your grandparents, all your ancestors. It is so ingrained in you. Holocaust, I've been to Poland. I've been to a concentration camp. I've been to Yad Vashem. Like I've been everywhere. Like to me, it's insane that someone wouldn't know not to post a Hitler quote. But at the end of the day, like people's experiences are so much different than mine. And Part of me really wants to believe this was like a huge oversight and a lack of judgment and a huge amount of ignorance. And I don't know, maybe people are not going to agree with me on that, but that's really how I feel. And I'm always ready for an opportunity to give someone a little bit of grace and room to grow. Because in my opinion, if Deshaun Jackson really felt this way, he idolized Adolf Hitler and Louis Farrakhan, like two very, very well-known, proud anti-Semites. Proud. And he posted that. That's not something you backtrack on. Like, you post it and you stand and you by you double it. down. Right, so because it's a crazy thing to post. So if you're going to post it, like, you own it, Lisa, own it. But he didn't, So which really made me believe he did not understand it. And furthermore, he apologized multiple times on camera, which I think is so much harder to do. And it's, you know, not that he could get away with it in other cities but this is philly like a really big jewish community um pennsylvania pittsburgh the squirrel hill shooting literally two years ago like it is a huge jewish community and while i was disappointed incredibly and offended by what he posted i do think there is value in how you respond and i was grateful that he apologized now of course an apology doesn't just get you forgiveness i do hope that he really leans in i heard that he's meeting a lot with different rabbis in like hillel philadelphia and i really hope that's true like i do and julian edelman offered Uh, to take him to uh yad vashem in dc exact thing that we need right now we don't need cancel culture we don't need cancel culture and we are not advocating for cancel culture one bit but the people like on my timeline who are just constantly posting about hate and calling it out where they see it and calling it out of random Karens in the supermarket who have absolutely no platform but won't call it out when it's a person with a million followers and it makes you feel as a Jew that anti-Semitism is 
just not that important and that's a really scary feeling yeah and the kind of i've really i've been trying to read as much as i can and just like get people's vibe because what i'm seeing is that like a lot of people are reluctant to speak up about it because they don't want to take um any spotlight away from the black lives matter movement which has really made a remarkable progress in the last five or six weeks and i and i hear that but at the same time you can't really ever drive out racism if anti-semitism it's all the same like it's all it's, the same it's the same hatred so to feel like you'd be taking kind of spotlight away from one they're really the same and honestly with all this kind of educating we've been doing and just watching Selma one of the biggest takeaways I've, I took away from Selma and just from all these types of different movies and podcasts in general is that like the black community can't drive out racial inequality by themselves like it has to be a group thing you saw in Selma like when they tried to march by themselves they were stopped when people from all around the world came different religious leaders you saw a priest and a rabbi like there's power in inclusivity so to, to feel like you can't talk about anti-Semitism without it being like a slight to racism. It's not a competition. No. It's all hate. It all comes from the same place. So honestly, it would behoove us to just talk about it all, mention it all. Right. You know? Yeah. And I, I was thinking a lot about, you sent me a fabulous video from Bill Maher um, a couple, maybe like two weeks ago, maybe a yeah. week ago. Yeah. And I feel like it really encapsulated how I feel about cancel culture. And it was essentially just saying, like, I think we should operate in the mindset where, like, the person who made a joke or said something bad or made, posted something by mistake is operating more from a place of ignorance than bigotry. And if we treat them like bigots, they're just going to revert into their corner and be like, oh, the Jews hate me. They ruined my life and make him hate Jews even more, even <laughs> if he did to start. Like, it's so counterproductive. Mm -hmm. And I totally agree with that. And I would like to apply that Bill Maher formula here right now because I, I am a Jew. Like, I'm a very proud Jew and I am the type of person who would be offended by a Hitler. Hitler quote I would I really would call me crazy I would well it also wasn't even a Hitler quote oh it was it was, mis it was misquoted yeah, yeah yeah but that so doesn't even matter um I'm the type of person who would be offended and I could get my pitchfork out and I could really you know march on to Philadelphia and say I want him fired but honestly I would much rather use this as a teachable moment and what's so ironic to me about this whole thing is why his quotes were so dangerous is these are these are not new stereotypes about Jews. No. We control the media. We're trying to take over the we're world. We're trying to extort America. Which is so absurd and was was the basis for the Holocaust. I think that's important to note. Yeah. But if let's play into this trope. We own the media. We own all the banks. OK, I don't own a bank. I would like to, but I don't. If we own the media, don't you think more people would be talking about this? It's just so ironic. <laughs> it's like we own the media, but no one's covering the anti-Semitism. It's just so stupid. And it's but people really believe it. And it's like it's taught yeah. to people and it's frustrating. Yeah, like we joke and we've joked about this sort of thing before, like the protocols of the elders of Zion and how that seems like so backwards where Jews are like plotting to take over the world. <laughs> but no, it's it's on Instagram in 2020 right. this week. It's very real and it's so dangerous. And I just don't think it's something worth brushing off. I agree. I completely agree. So we felt the need to say something. Um, and if you hadn't heard about it. Now you have. have. And you know what? If it weren't for Ben, he was like, go to Deshaun Jackson's Instagram. I'm like, who is that? And I, honestly, if it weren't for Ben, I probably would not have heard about it, which is so scary because I'm so involved in like the Jewish community and I'm so involved in pop culture. Literally, I'm on Twitter 24 seven. Mm -hmm. I could like I'm it's really disappointing that I didn't hear about it. No, Especially even today, I think I spent double the time than usual looking for stories and I did not see it right it's just it's disappointing because all these football players have such big platforms they're such leaders in their communities so many people young and old look up to them and to not make like a more of a teachable moment out of this or just really say anything at all is really disappointing to me as a Jew and as a human being 
I agree. But that's that on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's time. Yes. yes. For the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. <laughs> Fabulous. Okay. Fabulous. Yes, let's get into it. The first story of the day was the very sad news that we woke up to that Naya Rivera is missing after her four-year-old son was found alone in a boat on a California lake. Naya Rivera is missing after a trip to a California lake, Fillmore Police Department confirms to People. On Wednesday, the Glee star was reported missing after a trip to Lake Piru in Ventura County, California. The actress and her four-year-old son, Josie Dorsey, rented a pontoon boat and were swimming in the water. After the boat was overdue for return after the three-hour rental, staff at the lake found it at the north side of the body of water with her sleeping son aboard, but not Rivera. A search and rescue operation was undertaken at the lake, but she was not found, according to the Fillmore Police Department. Authorities suspended the search for the night, but planned to resume on Thursday today. Thank God she rented the boat. Like, if it was her boat, no one would have went out looking for them. Yeah. And the kid, uh, who knows what would have happened at night on a boat alone. It's so scary and it's so sad. And um, this might be one of the worst stories I've heard in a really long time. Recent time. It's so terrible. It's so unclear what happened. I have to assume that this is like some, if she drowned, this is like, this has to have been accidental. And I was reading a little bit. People say that this particular lake um, is susceptible to drownings because sometimes it can create some sort of a a whirlpool, which might be what happened here. Um, I don't know. It's just, I I can't imagine being that kid, you know, like seeing your mom disappear and then being left alone on a boat in the middle of nowhere completely by yourself and just like falling asleep. Yeah. Thank it's, God that they found him in the boat. Thank God. Let's hold out hope and, and prayers that yeah. she's Okay, found. she's found. It's just such a, like a creepy story and so devastating. And it's just a part of, I mean, this, this whole Glee uh, cast is just like not, people say it's cursed, but it's, it's not necessarily thriving. No, I mean, it, this is just the saddest story. So yeah. we'll keep you posted um, as news comes out. But I hope, I oh pray, my God, I that, pray that they find news. her. Okay. Next story. Some drama uh, for Lady Antisnichas. Oh my God, this is real fucking drama. The band formerly known as Lady Antebellum files a lawsuit against Lady A after singer asks for $10 million. So the country band formerly known as Lady Antebellum, which changed its name to Lady A in June, has filed a lawsuit against Seattle-based blues artist Anita White, who has been performing under the moniker Lady A. In a filing submitted on Wednesday to Nashville's U.S. District Court for the Middle District of Tennessee and obtained by People, attorneys for the band allege that White's new legal counsel delivered a draft settlement agreed that included an exorbitant monetary demand after the two parties had a discussion about continued coexistence under the name Lady A. Okay. Though a dollar figure was not listed in the suit, the band said in a statement that White had asked for $10 million. A rep for White and the firm listed as her legal counsel in the suit did not immediately respond to people's requests for comment. Quote, today we are sad to share that our sincere hope to join together with Anita White in unity and common purpose has ended. She and her team have demanded a $10 million payment, so reluctantly we have come to the conclusion that we need to ask a court to to affirm our right to continue to use the name Lady A, a trademark we have held for many years, the group said in a statement. Eek. This is so bad this because so- because you want to know why, regardless of in the eyes of the law, like who's right in the court of public opinion, this is what it looks like. It looks like Lady Antebellum changed their name in solidarity with the Black Lives Matter movement and in an effort to eradicate hate. And now they're suing a black artist like that just from literally no purview. Does that look good? No, it doesn't look good at all. Um 
I'm trying to understand why, like, so they want to just both be Lady A, which I feel like could work. Well, she, she'll she only agree to it's it if they pay her $10 million. And it's my understanding that she was using the moniker before them. For sure, but they have the trademark. Yes, but whoever uses it first, the, in trademarks, it's like, you can get the trademark, but if there's proof of someone using it before you, it overturns it. Yeah, but they already, of refusal or something But they already like that. have the trademark. Yeah, I don't so know. So I don't even know if they need to be asking. I think that they do. Well, maybe in the court of public opinion, but in the court, right. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm unsure about the legality of this all, but all I know is that like as a, you know, a consumer just like watching this whole thing, it doesn't look good like for them at all. It looks no. actually, it looks very bad. It looks very bad, but I hope that they can figure this out. Collab. And then collab. Yeah. No, but like, you know what? It's like, obviously whoever um, is like running this operation on behalf of Lady Antebellum was trying to be um, proactive in changing the name and they've kind of like undone the good deed that they did because yeah, now it's just like it's a so mess. it's so contentious it's so messy it's so bad like I, I don't really understand the thinking here no but what uh, else could they be called if not lady a lady anti snitches yeah and or lady anti Anne. oh yeah or lady anti vicky that's it you named it we'll write them a letter and let them know we've come up with their new name yeah you can call me lady aunt vicky <laughs> Or what about Lady Auntie? Yeah. And then they're just like, you're, I mean, you're aunties. It just, it was an easy name change for them because for the it's most part, their fans really call them Lady A. Yeah. So this legal obstacle is obviously not ideal for them, but I do think they can and should be handling it a little better and um, just understanding, you know, what it might look like to an outsider, like a big country band. Of course. Suing a small, you know, black artist. It just, it don't look good. <laughs> I recommend Lady Auntie because everybody loves an auntie. How about Lady Cousin? You know what? How about some justice for Lady Uncle? <laughs> Lady Uncle. Lady you. Okay, some more music news. We got a little music news. Oh, wait, is it the music news brought to you by Grubhub? Yes. Fabulous. I'm already hungry just talking about this brand. Um, Grubhub is fabulous because you can explore restaurants that deliver near to you. I literally used Grubhub for dinner last night. It's so easy to find food that you crave and order through the Grubhub app. Search by cuisine, restaurant name, or menu item. The app will help filter your results accordingly. Grubhub helps you enjoy your favorite restaurants with new perks and exclusive rewards. You can get a $10 perk every time you order, available all day, every day at select restaurants. Stay safe and support the restaurants you love slash local restaurants with curbside pickup and contact-free delivery on Grubhub. Honestly, in, you know, in normal days, there's no reason not to use Grubhub. But today, more than ever, there's literally not a reason in the world not to use Grubhub because not only can you support local businesses financially but you also don't have to leave your house and you can stay safe and flatten the curve um you can get a ten dollar perk you so if you get a ten dollar perk now you can enjoy dinner after this episode or lunch depending what time you're going to eat um it's a fabulous brand and a fabulous service that now has all these fabulous perks um so if you download the grubhub app you can get ten dollars off your first order or for $10 off your first order of $30 or more every day particip from participating restaurants. That's $10 off your order of $30 or more every day from participating restaurants. So download the Grubhub app today and get $10 off your order of $30 or more. It's literally just so fabulous. I feel like the, the brand really speaks for itself. No, it does. And I think that we should place an order via Grubhub right oh, after this show. Probably. Maybe you should order it now. Pizza? Um, uh, yeah, maybe. What do you mean? Uh, I don't pizza. know. I just like... It's a little early, but... I could do Chinese, too. Shenley okay. Palace. Love it. Okay, some music news. Harry Styles will lovingly tell you stories till you fall asleep via the Calm app. 
Falling asleep to the sound of Harry Styles' soft British accent may sound like a dream to some, but it's becoming a reality for all. The popular sleep and meditation app Calm announced that it will be partnering with the singer in a new sleep story series called Dream with Harry, which launches on Wednesday. The former One Directioner sent fans into a frenzy with the release of his fine line album and cheeky watermelon sugar music video, swooningly dedicated to touching. His ravenous fans stop at nothing just to get a little closer to the so star. True. Um, and now they can get even closer. This is such a great idea for like whoever is the head of business at Com and like wants to now make this an industry where they where they pay celebrities. It's absolutely genius because you know as a as a thirteen year old, there's very there's a lot of money I would pay to like have Joe Jonas sing me to sleep. Like mm-hmm. this is just really a brilliant idea and a great way to acquire customers. Yeah, no, it, it's very smart. He does have a very soothing voice. Mm-hmm. And I think that they're gonna they're gonna see a lot of new customers on the on the topic of um, like calm and all that stuff. I uh, have been listening to ASMR. Okay. Um, I've discovered this girl Josie on TikTok. I think I've spoken about her before, and she does these kind of like makeup spa videos where it's like she'll pretend you're like she's rubbing your scalp, and like I swear to God, you can feel it on your scalp. And I'm so desperate for a massage. Like this is where quarantine has gotten me to, where I'm like feigning imagining a, a massage on my scalp. Um, in from a YouTube video. But so I've, I've taken um, her TikTok videos and now I watch her on YouTube and she does like 45 minute spa sessions that put me to sleep. And Ben came in the other night and I was like half asleep listening to this girl Josie give me a scalp massage. <laughs> he was so confused. He's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I was so annoyed because like I was really in like a trans- transitory state, like mm-hmm. about to fall asleep. But I can't recommend it enough. I know ASMR is very triggering for people, but she's very calming. She has all these like beautiful music sounds and she, she talks like she's a specialist. She's like, Flip over on your back now. And I'm like ready to flip over. Oh my God. I hate flipping over. Me too. It's the worst part of a massage. I can't wait to get a massage. Yeah. No, that's going to be a while. You'll be waiting for a while, but I'm glad that you've found. I looked it up. Um, Massages and like uh, those types of spas are opening in phase (laughs) 7,000. So it'll be a while. Sounds about right. Yeah. Sounds about right. Well, head over to Calm if you want the smooth sounds of Harry Styles' voice. I'm on the side of, uh, like, my TikToks. I've now fallen into Harry Styles' stand, and they're freaking out. Like, they can't believe it. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. I mean, one Margot Washray is thrilled about this. Yeah, you know, I, like, love Harry Styles. Do I want him to talk to me on my way to sleep? I don't think so. Well, then you're just not a real stan. No, I'm not. I think that's the difference between yeah. a fan and a stan. So true. Are so you willing true. to listen to this person as you fall asleep? I'm not. Okay, next story is an ongoing story that's um, in day three, today might be day four of, um, Amber Heard, Johnny Depp are in court, and the stuff that is coming out is so crazy. Yeah. Um, I, we won't even begin to scratch the surface on this show, but it's like the biggest thing happening right now. They are literally like the messiest people on planet Earth. Like this is, and I'm not even sure what lawsuit this is because they got divorced. Now I think Johnny Depp is suing Amber Heard for defamation. Yes, because a newspaper called him um I think that he it's claiming that he beat her okay um so in just one of many stories like literally there's no one to sum it up because the the things that are that are coming out from these depositions are just fucking wild and if you read one person's case you're like wow the other person's a monster you read one person's case you're like wow the other person's a monster I have no idea um but most recently Johnny Depp has been accused of attacking Amber Heard for withholding meds during a detox Also, the detail of the stories, like yesterday I saw a story that um, Amber Heard shot in the bed as a prank to Johnny. And then it was like, I guess she was maybe going to blame it on the dogs. But Johnny was like, it was 
too big to be a dog you know, shit. Like it was just the level of detail of this shit was just not something I ever thought I would read. Like they, they are so, they obviously had such a fucking problematic relationship and I, I can't be healthy for either of them to keep drudging through it so publicly, but we just don't need to know about but this. But he was also saying like when she first met him that he was trying to say like, she's like uh, so calculating, like sociopath, whatever. Um, that when she first met him, she said that, like, she loved his movie so much, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, later into their relationship, like, she said that she's never seen one. I, I've honestly, I've never seen the Johnny Depp movie. Except for Willy Wonka. Oh, fabulous A film. classic. But I've never seen Pirates of the Caribbean or whatever else he's in, Narnia. Um, but Johnny Depp allegedly attacked Amber Heard when she withheld his meds while he was supposed to be detoxing on his private Caribbean island. His libel trial heard Thursday. Private of the Caribbean. <laughs> Private <laughs> island. The Pirates of the Caribbean star went to his Caribbean island, Little Halls Pond K in the Bahamas in August 2014. Ooh, that sounds delightful. That sounds delightful. Uh, with his then fiance Amber Heard acting like a nurse, he told London's High Court. He is alleged to have slapped the actress and kicked oh. her to the ground while having oh. spasms and shakes from coming off of Roxy's or Roxycodone, a brand name for the addictive opioid Oxycodone. Oh, All of a sudden, he's flipped again her texted one of his doctors according to the report just started screaming he was so mad so he pushed me and I asked him to get out she allegedly wrote so this is just another instance of what she said he she has experienced. done um, um there's a video like that went viral during um a lot of these allegations being made where he's like in the kitchen fucking slamming a bunch of cabinets and glasses and in the video you don't see him necessarily abusing her but it's indicative of a very very bad type of behavior and I do stand with Amber Heard yeah no this is clearly a very toxic relationship it's unfortunate that they have to relive it and we're all there with them um and it's so messy and like I get that like that's how the court works so like everything is public domain but like I'm really like not interested in hearing about someone taking a shit in someone else's bed you know (laughs) right that's right. where I personally draw the line. That's where I draw the line as well. Call me conservative. But that's a really crazy thing, like, for her to do as a prank. No, that's insane. Ben would leave me. Like, yeah. If, like, oh. that's, that's crazy. Even if I took, like, Theo's shit and, like, put it on Ben's pillow, he would leave me. Obviously. That's disgusting. Disgusting. And, like, someone else had to clean that up. Of course. And you know, like, a poor housekeeper. I just, that ain't right. That ain't fucking right. Okay, fifth and final story, some potential good airline news, because CNN Business is reporting how the pandemic may change airlines' much-hated $200 rebooking fees. Something that needed to be changed a while ago, but I do think that this pandemic will, will kind of change some of the issues that a lot of us have had ha- had with the airline right. system. The airline industry is so problematic. Of course, change fees are just a blimp on the radar of things that are wrong with the airline industry. I think what is most concerning, and I think a huge part of why this pandemic spread so fast, is the inhumane way they treat humans like cattle on airplanes. Yes. Unless you paid $3,000 for a seat in first class. Right. Which is elitism at its finest. Mm -hmm. Airlines have done away with their $200 change fees, giving passengers the flexibility they've long desired at a time when few people are traveling. None of the major U.S. airlines have signaled they will abandon change fees altogether, but as the pandemic continues to spread, they have repeatedly delayed their deadlines for re-implementing fees. 
Delta and American Airlines, for example, recently extended their no-change fee policy through September, and United pushed its deadline to July 31st. Well, the clock is ticking on that one, and you might want to push it again because it doesn't look like things are going to be changing anytime soon. And if any bigwigs at any airlines are watching this show, which I am sure that you are, I really implore you to do the right thing here and understand that a lot of your customers have lost their jobs. We're in a national crisis. People are going, and but when things go back to normal and everyone's ready to travel again, we will remember the airlines that stood up for us and did the right thing and the airlines that, you know, waited till July 31st. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I know you think that like everyone's too busy to take note of what you're doing. We're not. I'm not busy at all. Speaking of airlines, from what I've heard from other people's accounts, traveling right now is actually feeling very um, safe and clean and well organized well, and well it depends done. i spoke to tpg mm-hmm. um according to tpg uh there have been major major precautions being taken on airlines um a lot of them being that they're giving away masks and hand sanitizer and you have to wear the mask the whole time and they're not selling middle seats but some airlines are skirting around some of the protocols i've heard that american airlines is selling full flights which is just not not it like shoulder to shoulder with random strangers it's just not what we need right now um so i've heard both yeah but I think we got, like, we'll give them some credit where it's due. But I do also think that a revamp of the system is overdue. It never made sense, those change fees anyway. Like, why can't you book a ticket and be flexible and that work on for all parties? Yes, yeah. the airline industry has, like, continued throughout history been, like, one of the most rigid and difficult to work with. Like, why booking a ticket is, like, literally going to jail? Like, you cannot do anything. And it's, like, such a big deal to even think of moving. Like, it's so dramatic. Like, people's plans change. Chill the fuck out. Plans change. God, man plans and God laughs. So, Jackie, of course, ma- I have to switch my flight. Make a plan. I'm making a plan. I'm God. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> Laughing, okay? Um, okay, those are the fast-size stories, and I feel as though you needed to know them. You definitely did, and I'm so excited because we are going to dive into Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, which was back after a two-week hiatus, and it is my understanding after watching last night's episode that they took those two weeks to re-edit episodes to give themselves a little bit more time because after they all left Kyle's house, nothing happened in this episode. Um, they literally went doctor's office, M-sculpt, back to Kim's doctor's office. Like, Kim is not even a main character. Why we had to go to one, but not one, but two of her doctor's offices. Why did I watch Kim's breasts, be, like like her going under the, the knife yeah. um, when she's not a main cast member? L- literally, the beginning of the episode was the barbecue at Kyle's, and then the end of the episode was Sutton's. Sutton's. And everything in between, I think, was just put... To, I, I feel like they're just trying to delay the good stuff so as to when they can get back to filming confessionals and hopefully have an in-person reunion. That's what I think because last night's episode was very choppy. Like so much bullshit like Garcelle moving, Erica and Lisa at the doctor, Kim at the doctor, Kim and Kyle driving, Kim and Kyle back at the job. Kim and Kyle driving. It was such a strange edited choppy random episode with such like mediocre content sandwiched between two decent scenes that... um. I have to believe it was edited in this two-week hiatus. So that they can drag out the season so that they can do the proper confessionals alongside it? I think it. because for the most there part... there were some Zoom confessionals. There were some, and they were much better than New York. Like, Kyle obviously, like, got it together. Like, they were... It was just... It was better than New York, but it still wasn't great. But for the yeah. most part, it was previously recorded confessionals and then a few zoom confessionals yeah which which i can work with yeah um next week looks like it's the big episode but i can just see next week they end the episode uh, right as denise is about to walk up to brandy yeah. like so i feel like maybe the week after is the one that's coming but i guess let's talk about the same thing we've been talking about denise the kids bad mothers where yeah. do we stand I, I like i don't really stand on either side i just like love how dorit is like really actually a good friend to she denise. is that's how you be a good friend you check in and 
she didn't engage when they were all in the tent, like making fun of Denise. She was playing cornhole with the kids. Um, see, I feel for Denise, but Denise is a little bit hypocritical because she's been so open about like sexual stuff on the show. So how are these women to know that this specific dinner, they shouldn't do this? And they didn't know that the kids could hear like it really was blown out of proportion. And I think that Denise needs to let it go a little bit. But um, she, I guess that's what she's saying is she's trying to. She doesn't want to talk about it anymore. But the women like want to beat this dead horse until what? Maybe they get an apology from Denise for making them feel bad. But like, no, I she, think Denise said her piece and then wanted it to be over. But it's like her piece made those women look like like the, it wasn't mom shaming. That's the wrong word. But it made them look like they were irresponsible in front of kids. So Denise can say her piece, but the others can't. But well, she no, doesn't want to hear they it. Can. They all did say their piece in Santa Barbara. And they just keep saying their piece. And, and so we get it. We, we're going to agree to disagree on this one. Yeah. Like, honestly, I, I'm not a mother. I don't know what it's like to sit at a table and the kids are there and be free-spirited outside of the rest of my life and where I would draw that line. So I really can't say. But I do – she said at the table multiple times, the kids are here, the kids are here. And, like, it really was sort of a kid's party. And I think – I think it was a little... Re- I, I do see where Denise's initial concern oh, came from. Same. But the place that it's gone to now is absurd. Aaron versus the women is absurd. And I love Dorit coming in with her two cents. Like, listen, sweetie, my first season, my husband stood up for me too, and it's the biggest mistake you can make. Keep Aaron at home. And she's right. It never ends well when it's just one husband. If it's like all the husbands, when Ken called Yolanda a stupid woman, like, and then all the husbands got involved, that is okay. Yeah, and when it's like husband versus... Like, even in Potomac, when... Karen was going to say at Ashley's beach house and Michael showed yep. up and so Ray spoke to Michael like there's a dynamic where the couples can argue together but, but when it's Aaron versus the real housewives of Beverly Hills it's just never going to end well for him no and he was being so condescending and so rude and that's where he lost me and I loved Erica just really standing up for herself like stop treating us like we're fucking kids we're the same age as you we're just women and you think you could talk down to us I really didn't like the way Aaron was being well can you live with yourself yeah, and like Erica, Erica was like, can you? Like, they're doing just fine. They're doing just fine. It was just so condescending and so rude. And I really, and Denise is so like, I can't tell if she was being playing dumb or was just being dumb, leaving to go to the bathroom, leaving Aaron with all these women. Like, what are you doing? Oh, I don't know. I, I don't think she meant, I don't know. I think she had to go to the bathroom. They're just, like, their whole vibe is so strange and they're so paranoid, like with them being followed. And then she was like, the paparazzi have to go. And Dorit's like, there's literally no paparazzi. It's just they have a weird vibe and they're, they're kind of like secretive and weird. And that's just really not a mentality you can have when you come on to a reality no, but show. Like, or or you're secretive and weird about your marriage and you want to like be private. You don't bring your husband to really anything. Mm-hmm. Like look at Erica. Yeah. She, her, Tom doesn't Tom, unless the women are coming to his house. You're not seeing Tom. See, she learned in the beginning too. Tom got involved in like one thing really quickly when they all came to her house, and he said something to one of the women that was like a little like off colored and um, I don't remember. It was iconic, but, but yeah. So like, you want to be private about your relationship. Don't put your relationship on camera. And I think the women would respect that. And also, a lot of them are married to like high profile, pri- like Harry Hamlin. We only see him when he wants to be Fake seen. Pies. Yeah. Yeah. Pitching a tent. Totally. Um, I'm just like a little over Kyle. She's like really just a, like a little too high on her horse. Yeah. I was watching her like greet someone when she walked into the party and she was literally like looking straight past them. Like, yeah, she was like, like if you were here, hi. I was like, that's what Garcelle was saying. I, She's I like, felt it. You just don't even look at me. And you know what? I love Garcelle, but like her not showing up to a group events is really like annoying. Like first it was Santa Barbara. Now she wasn't at Sutton's thing. And it's just like, we need you. Yeah. She wasn't at Teddy's thing. She's or, re- no, she no, wasn't at Teddy's she thing. She's really like a, a voice of reason. And she is. And I need a Denise Stan. And she is that. Yeah, she's just 
yeah, she's very grounded and she doesn't know these women well enough to like take alliances or take sides. So her missing out on group events, like you have a commitment. Like, come on, let's go. Yeah, I'm excited for a line where she says, Lisa Rinna, you're the bad guy in this movie. Oh my God, I just... Because um, she's not wrong because Rinna is not being a good friend to Denise. No, she's not. And Regardless have, of whether or not you agree, like this is your friend, you brought her into the group, look out for her. history, like yeah. decades worth of history, not just like this is your ally on this TV show. In terms of next week with Kyle's party, um, why would Brandy be invited to that? So here's my theory. Kyle heard a whisper that there is something going on with Brandy and Denise and she obviously wants to bring it out because that, like it'll somehow vindicate her in what's going on between her and Denise. Um, so she invited like all these former housewives because Adrian's there, Camille's there. Mm-hmm. And then she can say, oh, I invited Brandy because I invited all the girls. Yeah. To me, that is why I'm not like standing Kyle this season is she's kind of becoming the person she accused Lisa Vanderpump of being like this puppet master. Yeah. And, and that's not cool. So when I saw that it was going to be Camille and Adrian and it's like, you know, all the Old. people coming and it, I just felt like she invited all those people so she could invite Brandy. Yeah. That's actually a very, very good observation and projection. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But it was honestly a boring episode, but I was just happy to have them back. Yeah, I was happy to have them back too tonight. New York is on. I haven't watched last week yet, so I'm going to watch the two episodes and we can recap both. Fabulous. Their Zoom confessionals are so lowbrow. First of all, they all have different audio levels. Like some of them are wearing microphones. Some of them are not. Luann is sitting in front of like a big picture of herself when she was a model in the 90s. Like it's so messy and it's so not premium at all. Like if you thought Kyle's was like halfway decent, if Kyle's on a scale of one to 10, 10 being confessionals regularly, Kyle's Zoom confessional was like a six. The women from New York are literally a three. Wow. Okay. I'm not looking forward to that, but I'll, I'll power through. So tomorrow we will be recapping Real Housewives of New York and celebrating my birthday. Wow. Next time we see you, bitch. you'll be 26. Yes. I'll be singing myself happy birthday tomorrow. So you don't want to miss that. Oh, that's exciting. And Theo will be here, I'm assuming. He yes, wouldn't he miss will. a chance to celebrate. He will be here. Um, and that's all. Anything else we want to say, make sure to uh, watch my comedy special, Disgraced Queen, available on iTunes, Apple TV, and so many other platforms. Head over to my Instagram for more details. Anything you want to promote? Uh, no, I started a new book last night. It was very good. And I'll share updates when I finish it. We have, oh, we put up a new uh, Patreon episode oh, yesterday. Oh, yes, we did. Oh, my gosh, you guys. We have done a combined 100 minutes talking about Real Housewives history, talking about former taglines, former housewives, current housewives, all the drama from like 2010. And it's all up at patreon.com slash the morning toast. Rumors are swirling. that There's going to be a chilly cook-off between Ben and I on the Patreon that you will not want to miss. You will not. So head over to patreon.com slash the morning toast to get all the tea and all the chili. And thank you guys so much for listening to the Morning Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we record videos on YouTube Monday through Friday, and they go up sometime in the morning. Uh, they're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us. The Morning Toast, and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. We love you guys very much. We hope you have a fabulous day, and we'll see you tomorrow for Friday. Bye.